Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. Last week, we, we are continuing in our servant series in the Gospel of Matthew. And last week, we learned how the birth of, Christ, of Jesus came to be. We saw that God always has a plan. He, he always had a plan for salvation. We also learned that our God is a miracle-working God. And we also saw that our God is with us. And today we're going to pick up on a passage and we see where we will see that Mary has given birth to Jesus. And if you are willing and able, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? Today's scripture comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the word of God. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. You may be seated. You may be seated. Let's pray. Fathers, we enter in this time of instruction and preaching. We pray that you will glorify our hearts. We pray that you will enlighten the unlearned, that you would awaken the careless, reclaim the wandering, establish the weak, comfort the feeble-minded, and make us a people ready for our Lord. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Imagine this with me. Mary has now given birth to Jesus, and she's given birth to him, and these wise men who are following a star journey from the east to pose a question 
that has been asked all throughout history. Where is he, the born king of the Jews? These wise men had a very clear purpose. They had seen the star, and they came to worship him. While their inquiry of where is he born king of the Jews may seem innocent. But brothers and sisters, it, it rattled Harold and, and the entire city of Jerusalem. It is because that this child was foretold for many generations that he would be the one to come to disrupt the status quo. When Jesus came, he challenged and redefined the expectations of what a true leader was. He was coming to save his people from sin. But in the process of saving people from sin, he would, listen to me, he would care for the marginalized. He would look after the oppressed. He would feed the hungry. He would clothe the naked. He would heal the sick. He would open blinded eyes. He would unstop deaf ears. He would heal leprosy. He would raise the dead, and he would challenge the rulers of the day. So now when, when, when Herod heard that, that Jesus was born, when he heard that the wise men had come into the city, and they were asking where was Jesus, he, Herod, he gathered all the, the, the rulers, the chief priests, and the scribes together, and he came up with this story that I, they, they, I can imagine that they all gathered in this room, and they began to talk about this baby. It was like, we, we got people, wise men, coming from the east. They're coming, and they want to know about this baby. They want to know about this king of the Jews. So I can imagine him gathering people together saying, things for us is about to change. Things for us will not be the same. There's this baby that's one day going to grow up, and he's going to be the king. They're going to bow down to him. They're going to forget who we are. So he gathers these people together. He stirs these people up. He gets them excited. He gets them all worked up. And he says, bring the wise men here. Tell the wise men to come to me. And so the wise men come. And when they come to where Herod was, he tells them, he asks them, why are y'all here? No, we come to see Jesus. We come to see the baby. They make, they make no bones about it. They say, we have come to see the baby. We have come to see him. We have come to worship him. And so he says to them, yeah, that's a good idea. Why don't y'all go find him? And when y'all find him, bring me news. Bring me word of where he is so I can go and worship him too. Now, we know that he didn't have, his intentions were not pure. His intentions was not to worship him, but his intentions was to kill him. We're going to find that out in the next part of this chapter. We don't want to talk about too much of that today. But in the next part of the chapter, he's going to put out a word, a hit on all the babies, on all the baby boys that's been born. Why? Because he, he knows that this baby that had been long prophesied about, this baby that everybody been talking about since the beginning of time would change the way things were. Undertakers wouldn't have a job anymore because Jesus was going to be raising the dead. 
physicians wouldn't be needed. Why? Because Jesus himself would heal the sick. Isn't that something? Can you imagine if you were a doctor and that's how you made your money? And they, and they say this baby is going to come along where they don't have to come to the hospital anymore? Amen. You, you, you're going to do something to stop that. Now, now I, I want to I be clear. I want to be clear. Let me, let me help y'all. If you're, if you're ill in here today, we're going to pray to God, but we also going to go to the hospital. Amen? We're going to pray to him. We're going to trust him that when we get to the hospital that we're going to get a report that we have been healed. What they saw last week, they don't see anymore this week. Amen? So I don't want us to, to, to overlook these wise men. I don't want us to, whenever we tell this story, most times they, they skip over the wise men. But I think it's important to know that these wise men played a very important role. They played a very important role. They play a very important role in Christianity. Why? Because they come and they identify who the baby is. They come to let us know that this is the baby, that this is the one. So we can get caught up sometimes in, in wise men, and I, I just want to say a few things. The Bible does not say it was three wise men. They gave three gifts, but it didn't say that it was three wise men. So when we think about this, it's so easy that we could get caught up in um, trying to figure out, was these wise men good or were they evil? And I want us to know that in the Bible that there were wise men that were used for God's purpose. Amen? Does anybody remember the story of Joseph? Joseph was a dreamer. His brothers got mad at him. He was sold into slavery. He went to uh, Potiphar's house, and Miss Potiphar thought Joseph was good-looking, and she lied on Joseph, and she said that Joseph tried to rape her. Amen? So Joseph was put in prison. When Joseph was put in prison, he met a cupbearer who had been in prison and a chief baker. And they told their story, they told their dreams to Joseph. Joseph interpreted their dreams. He told one of them that everything's going to be all right for you. And he told the other one, things don't look so good for you. And so when those dreams were just as Joseph said, the one day when, the, when, the, uh, when one of them went back to, to Pharaoh, Pharaoh had a dream. And Pharaoh had this dream, and then he remembered, hey, in prison is one named Joseph. Joseph can interpret dreams. So Pharaoh tried to get his dream interpreted by everybody else around him, but when they could not do it, he went and got Joseph. And Joseph came and told him just what his dream meant. You're going to have seven good years, and then you're going to have some seven bad years. And when Joseph interpreted the dream, Pharaoh made him second in charge. So what I want us to see that in the Bible, wise men were used. There's Daniel. Y'all, we know the story of Daniel. The wise men were used in the Bible. Let's not look at them as using their gifts for evil. They were using their gifts for God. So when these wise men, they journeyed, they journeyed, and when they got to the place, they identified who the emperor was, he was not just another baby boy that was born. Y'all know. None of us, none of us, if this baby is, if a baby is born in our family, we're excited about it. But we don't often get too happy 
when, when just other people having babies. We, we're excited about life. Don't get me wrong. We're excited about life. But, you know, when, if somebody says, well, another baby was born today, not many of us is going to get happy. Not many of us are going to bow down and worship. But when they say that this is the one that we're looking for, these men have come from the east. They followed a star. They looked up and they saw a star. So these men were men who read the stars. They understood the meaning of the stars. They was following Scripture because Old Testament tells us that, that uh, a star shall come forth out of Jacob. A, out of Israel, the ruler shall rise out of Israel. So they saw this star. This star looked different than the other stars that they knew. They said, this is the star that will lead us to the king of kings. This is the star that will lead us to the Lord of lords. This is the star that will lead us to the one who will die for the sins of the world. So these men, these wise men, they followed the star. And when they got to the place where the star was, where the star moved and stayed, they went into this house and they saw him. So these men, they identified who Jesus was, who this baby was. This is the king of kings. And they said to him, look what they said to Pharaoh when, when, when I'm sorry, when Harold brought him in, he asked them questions. Look what they said. Um, Verse 4, and assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, they inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. He told him in Bethlehem of Judea. So they weren't just going anywhere. They were following the star that was leading them to Bethlehem of Judea. For it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So this is, this is important. They come, they're coming because they're following a star. They're coming because this baby is born in Bethlehem, just like Scripture said it was going to happen, and a star is leading us there. Isn't that good news? These men just wasn't following any star. They was following the star that shined differently than the rest of them. They was following the star that had twinkles. Are y'all with me this morning? And so when he went, they went there, they were saying that this is the one. This is the one. When they got to the place where the star is, they went in. The Bible says that they fell down and worshiped. Brothers and sisters, when we get in the presence of Almighty God, won't none of us be standing? We all going to fall bowing down in worship, for he is our God. So can you imagine they walk in, they see this baby, and they just fall. And they begin to worship. They begin to say, God, God, thank you. This is what we've been looking for. Anybody ever get excited when God's prayers are answered in your life? When you pray to God and the prayers are answered, when that thing that you've been praying for finally shows up. Do you get happy? You can't help but lift your hands and offer him praise. You can't help but open your mouth and tell him thank you. I don't know what they were doing, but I got to imagine at the sight of baby Jesus, that those men begin to shout. Those men begin to dance. God, we thank you. We thank you because this is the one that's going to raise up. He's going, you're going to raise him up. 
He's going to be our king. Y'all, and this, this is no comparison. This is no comparison. But can you imagine when Queen Elizabeth had Charles? That she was saying one day, when she held him, one day, you're going to be king. <laughs> can you imagine that? That she held him. And when his son was born, he would say, one day, that you're going to be king. Brothers and sisters, there's a baby that came long before them. That when the wise men saw him, they would say, this is our king. We're happy this is our king. He is going to be the king of kings. There will be no king like him. He will do what other kings can't do. This is our king. So when they came in, they brought gifts. They brought gifts to the king. Each of these gifts has significance. The kings, the wise men came and they brought gifts to baby Jesus. They brought gold, they brought frankincense, and they brought myrrh. And so when we think about what these gifts means, these gifts were for, for, for let, were letting us know that he was truly, in fact, our king. So they brought gold. Why? Because gold represented wealth, power, and kingship. They presented this to Jesus as a symbol of his royal status as king of kings. It acknowledges his divine authority and his sovereignty. So they brought the king of kings gold. Not only did they bring him gold, they brought him frankincense. Frankincense is a fragrance that the priests use. The wise men were acknowledging Jesus' divine nature and his role as our priest and mediator between us and God. So not only did they bring him gold, not only did they bring him this frankincense, this fragrance that the priests used, they brought him myrrh. And this is important, brothers and sisters. If I was in the church where I grew up at, folk would be shouting on this point. Are y'all with me so far? So they brought gold, they brought frankincense, and they brought more, myrrh. So myrrh was this anointment that they put on your body in preparation for you to be embalmed. Hello? This is good stuff, y'all. So they made, they brought gold, they brought the fragrance, and they brought myrrh. Why? Why did they bring myrrh? Because they were saying that this man is going to die for the sins of the world. This baby is one day going to grow up and die on a cross on a hill called Calvary. And on that cross, he will have the sins of, his, uh, of the world on his shoulders. Oh, that's good right there, y'all. That's good. That he will grow up. What they were saying is that they brought him gifts to prepare him for his death. Wow. Oh, that's good. As a baby, they came in and they said, this is our king. They understood that this baby one day would grow up and that he would die for the sins of the world. They understood that. They were excited. That's why these wise men play an important role in the life of, of, of uh, in a, in an important role in the Christian story. Because they came to identify that this is the one. 
We followed the star. We followed the prophecy. The prophecy is being fulfilled. They brought frankincense. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They were preparing Jesus for his sacrificial death that he would die for all mankind. That's good news, y'all. He died to take away the wrath of God that was rightly deserved to us. I, I don't know about y'all, but I, I, I mess up sometimes. I, that ain't y'all's story. That ain't y'all's story. My story is, y'all, I ain't got it all together. My story is I slip up sometimes. Sometimes I slip up and sometimes I just act out. Anybody in here with me? Anybody understand what I'm saying? But when Jesus died on a cross, he took my sins. He took my slips up and he took my outright acting up. Amen. Hey, look, that ought to make y'all happy too. Because y'all, all, we, don't, we don't always act like we should. Sometimes in our mind, our heart be saying, don't say that. And guess what we do? We push that down and say, I got to say this anyway. It, am I wrong? Am I right about that? Sometimes we just make it our business. We, we walk distances to say what we were supposed to say, what we want to say, not what we were supposed to say. God died for that. Jesus died for that for us. Brothers and sisters, that's good news. We are disobedient at times, probably more than we are obedient. Not probably. We are more disobedient. Amen? But this baby that the wise men came to see, he came to take the sins of the world. In chapter 1, when we heard that he would, his name would be Emmanuel because he was going to be with us and he was going to come to save their people from their sin. This is him. Amen. This is him that he came. So they came bearing gifts. That ought to be something that we take, that we take here. Don't ever go see a newborn baby without taking a gift. Hello? That was extra. That was free. I'm just saying. When you go to them people's house to see the baby, bring a gift. Baby need pampers. Baby need milk. Baby need clothes. Bring a gift. So here is, here is what I want to see, what I want to, how I want to finish this is that this baby was talked about from the very beginning. If, if you look in Genesis, they called him the seed of the woman. If you look in Genesis a little bit more, they called him Shiloh. If you look at Moses said there would be a prophet like me. Isaiah called him Emmanuel. Not only did Isaiah call him Emmanuel, he called him a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, the prince of peace. He were, they were talking about him from the very beginning. If you look at Jeremiah and Zechariah, they called him a righteous branch and that he would be the seed, a descendant of David. In Malachi, they even talked about him being the messenger of the covenant. He is the fulfillment of all the promises. So Jesus didn't just show up and then all of a sudden it was, now this is the baby. No, this is the one that was prophesied about. This is the one that was foretold that he would come into the world. It is about Jesus, brothers and sisters. It has always been about Jesus. He was the one. He was God's plan for salvation. He was God's plan for man. Always, from the beginning of time, God had a plan, and that plan included Jesus coming to earth. 
being born of a virgin, to die on a cross on a hill called Calvary. That has always been God's plan. Is that good news for somebody today? Amen? Because we forget some stuff. We look back and we say, oh, but that's not the case for God. He always had a plan. It was always, God never said, wait a minute, let me do this. God always had a plan. And the last thing I want to say is this, that when the wise man, when the wise men went to Bethlehem, Judea, saw the baby, before they got ready to leave, they went to sleep in a dream. Rather, they went to sleep overnight or they just sat down to take a nap. They had, there was a, they got a word to not go back. Go home a different way. Don't go back that way you came because somebody is looking for you. Because somebody wants you to tell them where Jesus is. So what he said is, I want y'all to go home. The angel told them to go home a different way. So when they departed out of Bethlehem of Judea, they went home a different way. So what am I saying to you, brothers and sisters? We never should come in contact with God and go home the same way we came. Are y'all with me today? When we come into his presence, we ought to leave here differently. We might have came in here with stuff weighed down on us. We ought to go in here walking a little bit higher, not because of anything that we've done, but because of his grace. Amen? We might have came in here with some aches and some pains, but we ought to leave here knowing that my hope is in Jesus. Are y'all with me? So when we come in contact with him, the wise men came in contact with Jesus. They saw Jesus. They could not go home the same way. He changed them. He changed their minds about some stuff. And when we come in contact with God, guess what he does for us? He changes the way we think. He changes the way we see. He changes our heart for he is a heart fixer and a mind regulator. Brothers and sisters, we ought to leave here today differently than we came. We ought to say that baby that was born over 2,000 years ago, that baby is now the king. That baby is sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for you and I. Aren't you glad that we got an advocate? We got somebody on our side? Amen? He, listen, I can just imagine what he tells the Father about me. He says, Father, I already took care of that. And listen, every time I, I, I stray. He say, Father, I took care of that. Hello? Listen, Father, yep, that too. Yep, 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 that too. I, I believe that's his conversation to the Lord about me all day. I already took care of that. I already took care of that. Listen, I don't know about you, but you, listen, brothers and sisters, if you know him, he's saying the same thing about you. I already took care of that. That baby took care of that for us. So, brothers and sisters, I want us to know that the King of kings, the Lord of lords, was born in Bethlehem of Judea. He tells them that, that I want you to know that by no means that you are 
great. Listen, he says, like, I need you to understand this. By no means, I want to read this because I want to say it right. It says, by no means, or, or by no means least. So what he was saying is that I don't want you to think that you're nothing. For from you shall a, from the ruler of Judah come. For the ruler who shall share with my people. A lot of times, brothers and sisters, we, we think we're nothing. We think we're nothing. We've given up hope on ourselves. He was telling them, from you folks, greatness will come. So what am I saying to you, brothers and sisters? When you know him, greatness lives in you. <laughs> Amen? When you are his child, greatness lives in you. That's good news right there. Let's pray. Father, I pray today that as we get to this place of where we're longing to see Jesus and we're in anticipation of his return, that we can rest in the promises that have been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. These promises are the very fabric of our faith. They're not just mere words, but there are God's plans that have never been changed. That from the very beginning of time, God, you had a plan for us. You had a Savior for us, and his name was Jesus. Our God is with us. And you promised us in your word that he will never, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. So, God, I, I pray with joy. I wait with excitement that you are with us. I pray, God, that we can always remember the greatness that is within us because we are connected to you. We're connected to Jesus who is connected to the Father. So, Father, let us not just see this as another birth. Let us not see Jesus as simply another baby that was born, but let us see him for who he truly is. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is our way maker. He is the one who died on Calvary's cross but got up with all power in his hands. So, Father, we declare that that baby is the one that because of him, we have access to you. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for your plan for salvation. We thank you, God, for always, always looking after man, even when we stray. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.